1 Corinthians 13, open your Bibles. That's what we came to do, to hear from the Lord today, not to hear from man, not to sing songs of man, but to think about our God together and to read his word and be instructed and informed by him and what he has for us. So I'm excited to open up the Bible just like we are every single week. Uh, 1 Corinthians 13, part two today uh, of a series that we started last week, kind of a series within a series. We've been doing Peace Love Summer all summer, but we're taking three weeks to walk through what is known as the love chapter in 1 Corinthians 13. So if you missed last week, I would encourage you to hop on to the website and find that message because I do think it's important to kind of establish that foundation, yet I also think you'll be able to follow along today if you missed it. So last week we basically said this, that love must be at the foundation of everything we do, everything we are, everything in our lives must be built on this foundation of love. But that naturally begs a question. What is love? What are the characteristics of a life that is marked by this love? So to search for that answer, I'd like to take you all the way back to first century Corinth. This was a thriving metropolis located on an isthmus, which is basically a narrow strip of land between two bodies of water, and this thriving city existed right there. One of the big things about their city was that they had a place where a very narrow channel of water over some shallow ground where they would literally take ships and drag them across land to get them to the other body of water. So you can imagine that attracted all kinds of visitors and guests, and this was a city that had a pretty interesting economy that had a lot of visitors and was influenced by a ton of different cultures and a ton of different things poured into who this city was. But if you were to walk around in first century Corinth and were to look kind of to the pinnacle of the city up a rock formation that they actually called the Acrocorinth, you would find at the peak, at the pinnacle of the city, a temple to the goddess Aphrodite, who was known as the goddess of love. In fact, uh, some would say more specifically the goddess of sex. So you can imagine how radical the text before us would be today. As distorted as this sounds, this was a culture that thought they understood love. In fact, every single time uh, at the end of a day towards the evening, scholars tell us that anywhere, the numbers kind of vary depending who you're talking to, but from several hundred up to a thousand cult prostitutes would come down from this temple and would ply their craft in the city and they did not want for business. So you can imagine the people of never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. So now faith, hope, and love abide these three, but the greatest of these is love. Will you pray with me? Lord, I ask you now to help, help us understand your word. God, as we have much to cover and think about and ponder and pray through today, I ask that your words would be the words that are spoken. 
that you would hide me behind your cross today, Lord, that you would guide and guard uh, my thoughts and my speech, and you would guide and guard the minds and the ears of my brothers and sisters here as we seek to be taught by you and your word. Lord, we thank you for what you're going to do. We thank you for your love that makes love possible. May we know it, walk in it, and believe it today in a real way. It's in your name we pray. Amen. So we're going to focus on verses 4 through 7, and I'll admit today we've got a lot of ground to cover, so I'm going to be moving quickly. You know, oftentimes, if you're here regularly, I'm, I'm kind of the, the three-point sermon guy, uh, by and large. Sometimes, you know, you might get a fourth one for free, or if uh, two of them are long, you might just get a special and only have two. Today, I don't, I don't think we're hitting double digits, but we're getting close, so... Uh, I can see the panic in your face. Miss Jackie, it's going to be all right. Uh, Next week, it's going to be a shorter message, all right? So hang on. I'm I'm taking up my time today. No, I I think we're going to be fine uh, today, but we are going to move fast. So I want to just really encourage you, if you're a note taker, take good notes. And if you're not a note taker, perhaps you would find some time this week just to sit down in this passage. Uh, you, You don't need Rusty's message, but we need to let the word of God sink into us. Think about these individual characteristics that we're going to be kind of rapid fire talking through this morning. Uh, So we need to think about what love is. And Paul here gives us a very clear picture of love using all of these different character traits. It's been said that if love is a diamond, then all of these character traits are the, the facets of that diamond, parts that are making up the whole. So these are the qualities that make up biblical love. So it's obviously worth our time to walk through these today. But before we get to these individual characteristics, I want you to know that in the Greek New Testament, which is the original language the New Testament was written in, uh, all of these words are actually verbs. So, so in the, the English language, it doesn't really work itself out that way. They're kind of adverbial, saying love is this. So it's almost kind of saying that this is how you love. But actually, when you look in the Greek language, this is really not talking about what love is, but rather what love does. It, these are all action words, descriptions of what that action looks like. And the tense of these verbs also indicates continual progress into his saints. You can't work this up in yourself. I need to free some of you. Look up at me. I need to, you're taking notes because you're going to try to be better at loving. It ain't going to work, so just stop for a second and look at me. You can't work this love up in your own life. But Jesus Christ stands ready to fill you up with this love. And when you have experienced the perfect love of God, then you are able to begin to grow and walk in the perfect love of God. And you will find these characteristics starting to happen naturally in your life. And you'll think, that was weird. You ever been patient with someone and then you're like, that wasn't me. Praise God. (laughs) Praise God. And yes, there's value in studying these, so I'm not telling you to put your notes away and never look at them again, because again, this is a test, and the Lord, trust me, y'all, don't, can I just give you a warning? Don't preach on love, because people will want to make you very unloving for the next few weeks. And it's been some of y'all. I'm kidding, but somewhat. Man, this week, I'm writing this message, I got through the, like, I just got done with the love is patient and kind section. Then I had to go about my life and do some things. And there were multiple times where I was like, Rusty is not kind. Rusty is not patient. 
But in those moments, by God's grace, can I tell you what it is? It's the Lord reminding us of his truth. Say, hey, there's a better way. There's a better way. So, so can I tell you what's going to happen to you this week? You're going to have that same moment. You may not weren't preaching today, but I promise you, when you hear and start thinking about these things, you're going to have opportunities this week to try and fail to be loving. And in those moments, the enemy will want you to just be like, yeah, I just need to stop thinking about that because that's not me. But can I tell you what the Holy Spirit of God would say to you? If you want to walk in love, walk with Jesus. And when the Lord says, hey, that wasn't very patient, repent and work on getting better. And day by day, moment by moment, the Lord will begin his work in us in a real way. Every day as we experience the perfect love of Jesus, can I tell you what starts to happen? He begins to perfect his love in us. So may we walk in that love in a real way that changes our world. Lord, thank you for your word today. Thank you for the truth you bring us. God, we uh, recognize this is, this is kind of a simple message, yet at the same time, maybe it's simple to, to hear and understand, but very difficult to walk out. And Lord, I do pray for my brothers and sisters who uh, right now I, I know that this week will bring challenges, just as, as I was challenged this week. Uh, the enemy will seek to challenge us, just the world we live in will challenge us. And God, it's so easy for us to get distracted and think about the wrong things. But Lord, I pray that by your grace, you would help us to actually be able to walk in the love that you've shown us. Last week, we were reminded of what you said in 1 John 4, 19, that we love because you first loved us. So Lord, thank you for loving us. And because of that love that we've been shown, May we share that love with everyone we encounter inside the church and outside of the church. We thank you.